Hello everyone. Before we get into the uh, episode, I just wanted to give a quick content warning. There are mentions of sex, masturbation, and rape at a couple points in this episode. Um, So I wanted to just throw that out there. Um, Also, there was some issues with Cordano's mic and it kind of cut off, but you still get the uh, whole thought out there. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to the second episode of Canceling Purity Culture and Sex in the Church. I am back with uh, our very special guest, Cordana. Cordana. Hey, hey, hey. What's up in the club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cordana. Hey. <laughs> um, if you didn't uh, listen to the first episode, of uh, this talk, go listen to it, and then you'll understand more of me and Cordana's relationship. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right in. Um, yeah. In the last episode, we talked a lot about um, sexual immorality and what is sexual mm-hmm. immorality and how does that play with marriage. Um, in this episode, we're gonna start off with. A kind of hefty, hefty question. Why is sex so taboo in the church? Correct. So Cordana brought up a good point in our notes um, that we have an entire book of the Bible that talks about sex. And Mm -hmm. it's clearly about sex. No, (laughs) you can't like dissect it to be anything else. (laughs) And we know it's about sex, but it's it's never talked about. Sex is still never talked about in the church, um, especially in in a mixed group. If it Mm -hmm. is talked about, it's very like the men go with the men, the women go with the women, which is not a great look in in the 21st century, but we'll talk about that in a different episode. Um, <laughs> there's so many episodes this is gonna be like I, listen, a series listen there's a lot of episodes that I have planned for this podcast um, yes. but yeah Cordana brought that up it's it, why is it so taboo if we have an entire obviously like like I said in the last episode sex is natural sex yeah. happens a lot in the bible it happens a lot in the bible okay yeah um i could literally <laughs> talk about the amount of time i don't think churches even talk about this i was talking to one of the pastors that our fellowship has and mm-hmm. i brought up the point of you like i've never heard this in church at all but i read it myself because i'm doing the chronological read the bible in a year mm-hmm. and literally one of the characters in the bible gets raped by both of his daughters mm-hmm. yeah and i never knew that because it was never spoken to me about it because it's so taboo to talk about which yeah don't terrible what they did mm-hmm but why hasn't that ever been mentioned? Like, ever. And I, I want to bring me. up just a kind of rabbit trail point real quick. Churches love to point the finger, the sexual immorality finger, if you will, at, mm-hmm. like, the LGBTQ plus community and say, you're an abomination. Mm-hmm. But they never answer for stuff in the Bible like that. That's never talked about. They only talk yeah. about certain things in the Bible. How how great God is. Which I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to talking about that ever. I think Insane. God is great. Um, yeah. 
but I feel like there's certain topics that are never talked about in church. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. one of them. I've only heard mm-hmm. that story in the Bible uh, talked about in church less than a handful of times. Yeah. Which is terrifying be because it's it's a very real thing that happens even now. Oh uh, um, yeah. And I We'll get into that, yeah. Yeah, I mean I have I have many thoughts and they're all going around <laughs> in my head and I don't know how well, to organize them. I was gonna read a verse from Songs of Solomon. Okay. So this is Song of Solomon chapter two, verse three. Like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my beloved among the young men. I delight to sit in his shade and his fruit is sweet to my taste. Like what? Alright, so like <laughs> Not trying to be like biblical, (laughs) biblical sex. (laughs) That's literally like something you find on like Wattpad. Like if you look up smut, like I delight to sit in his shade, and his fruit is sweet to my taste. Yeah, that's some sketchy, sketchy connotation there. Sketchy wording. Another one, another one. I got you. I'm gonna hit you with another one. Okay. Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse five. Your breasts are like <laughs> two fawns, like twin fawns of a gazelle that browse among the lilies. Like that is such a statement about a a woman's body, mm-hmm. like glorifying her body. But like when I I want to talk about sex in like a Q&A at a youth retreat. It's like, <gasps> gasp. Yeah. Mic drop. What did she just say? What did you just say? <laughs> no, but that's that's a very real thing. Like we have an entire book of the Bible. All of Song of Solomon is like that. And it's just appreciation for their love. And it's never talked about because it has so many sexual connotations to it. I don't understand why. Like, obviously. Okay, something that's not biblical and has nothing to do with church, but really throws <laughs> me off when when couples come up to you and they're like, we're trying for a baby. I'm like, uh, just say you're having a lot of sex just, and leave yeah, it at that. Yeah, honestly. Just leave it at that. <laughs> but it, it happens a lot. You hear that that kind of rhetoric in church a lot like we're mm-hmm. trying for a baby we're trying for a baby i'm like okay you're having sex yeah okay great good for you why are yeah. you rubbing it in my face like <laughs> true but we can talk about it between like i have no problem talking about sex with cordana mm-hmm. why is there such an issue when it comes to pastors and youth leaders talking yeah. about yeah exactly i feel like if they think if we talk about it we'll get we'll get pregnant like i'm sorry like <laughs> i'm i'm not saying i want to have sex like i'm saying like we should have this conversation so i can have better clarifications on things that i have questions about yeah. if i'm speaking to you about it not all of a sudden i'm gonna bust out a freaking baby out of my vagina that's not what's gonna happen <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just exactly. asking you a question mm-hmm yeah, a lot of times it's not even like, oh, I'm asking you so I have clarification so I can go have sex of my own accord and do whatever I want. Yes, A exactly. lot of it is just I need clarification because the Bible is telling me sexual immorality is wrong. Okay, can you 
provide some sort of explanation as to what sexual immorality is. Can we sit down and have this this conversation mm-hmm. on this topic? And mm-hmm. so many youth leaders and pastors shy away from it because they mm-hmm. they're oh well you know you should go seek that answer out from somebody else mm-hmm. if i come to you and you're a pastor and i ask you this if you're uncomfortable because i'm a female and you're a male maybe this isn't maybe you shouldn't you're- be in a position of power yeah in the church exactly if you're not willing to have this conversation with me yeah maybe i'm not comfortable going to a woman with this mm-hmm just because we have different body parts doesn't mean I sex means something different. I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant, but you know, uh, <laughs> no, I know what you meant. No, yeah. That's anyway, a good point. Yeah. Lots of me so. <laughs> anyway, child. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, but another another point is that I, I wrote in the notes is is it taboo to talk about sex in church because it's a way to cover up sexual abuse in the church? Mm. And by sexual abuse, I mean those who are in positions of power and use mm-hmm. their position of power to blackmail people so they can Ooh. use them for sexual acts. I'm talking about people who have been touched inappropriately as children. I'm talking about people mm-hmm. who have just been brought up in this era of, well, that's just how that person acts and we deal with it. No. If someone is yeah. acting out in a sexual manner, manner, especially towards children, they need to be called out. They need to be held accountable because that's inappropriate and that has no place in the church. Yeah, 100%. I don't you said what you have to say. I got a little, I got a little <laughs> frustrated there. Um. Yeah, going off of what you said though about like the blackmailing of it all, mm-hmm. like knowing someone's dirt, like of especially those who are in power. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's why young people don't even confess or talk to youth leaders or pastors about anything. Because they have this preconceived notion of, oh, he's going to tell his father and that father is going to use my testimony in one of his sermons. Because mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It, oh, Especially I've, even in our fellowship. It's woo! happened a million times. What do you, it's, I've only seen it in our fellowship. I'm talking about straight up. I'm not going to beat around the bush and be like, oh, like, they don't do that to us. Oh, no. Some people just hang your dirty laundry to dry in front of everybody. Yep. yep. And then. And so. Mm, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Because I'm getting pissed. I was just, just going to say there's such a lack of trust between mm. young people, especially, and the church because of stuff like this. I mean, I think of even bigger names in western christianity like ravi zacharias or whatnot Mm. or like giant names and people put them up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and then it comes out like hey no he was he was using his power to Mm -hmm. forcibly get what he wanted and forcibly get sexual acts from women 
and then he blackmailed mm-hmm. them like and this happens this has happened so many times in the yeah in the modern church and i'm not saying it hasn't ever happened in the church at all but mm-hmm. um but it's it's just constant and reoccurring we put people up on a pedestal and yeah. we see them fail because they're human they're going to fail but there's a lack of trust in the church because of these things and because sexual abuse is being covered up that's one of the biggest reasons people walk away from the church Mm -hmm. because something happened to them as a kid and they get blackmailed and then they come out publicly and say hey when i was younger this happened to me and people go oh well it's whatever don't mm-hmm. discredit his name. Mm-hmm. It goes way beyond that. You need to you need to hold people accountable for their actions. And if you don't, I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to be involved in your church. Period. If accountability is not happening, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes. You are just speaking facts. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I, like Cordana said, I've seen many people just air out other people's dirty laundry. Oh, and they yeah. use them as an example. I go, oh well, that reminds me of this time. This person happened. I asked. I recently asked somebody. You know what's sickening though? What? When they use like somebody else's story to testify about something they went through. Hmm. Don't use somebody else's story for personal gain. And that goes beyond purity culture and sex in the church. That goes into racism, misogynistic stuff. This is, that's just a general rule. Don't be a trash Mm -hmm. person. Their story is their story to tell. It's not yours. Exactly. And I don't think, I don't know when this concept of because I'm a pastor, I get to do what I want to do. I don't know when that concept became a thing. Like, yes, it is a gift from God that you can preach the word. Like, do you want a cookie? Like, no, (laughs) no, like, (laughs) do you want a cookie? No, but no, I get it. I get it. Like, it's almost like they want to be put on a pedestal. It's like a good boost for their ego, for their pride. And I'm not saying all pastors are like that. I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. at all. I'm not generalizing one thing. I'm saying from the experiences that I've, in the experiences of how how people could testimony and how certain people use that against them and just air it out, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm getting that concept from. Right. That's what I don't understand. I don't know when that became right and wrong. I don't know when that blurred line came to mind. Oh, because I'm a pastor, right and wrong does not exist. Like, right. It's almost like <laughs> I don't oh know. Gosh. If I, I don't know if I should say this. Um, say it. <laughs> it's almost like uh, it's it's become fairly common that cops get to do what they want and they don't follow oh. the law. Yeah, and uh, it's it's starting to become the same thing with pastors. It's like, oh well, I I preach these set of rules, and then if you hear about me not abiding my life according to these rules, then you're gonna get shushed. Yeah, sit in church and be a good Christian and don't say anything against your pastor. I'm not saying my pastor isn't anything. 
like that. Yeah. Um, and this isn't like at a certain pastor, but pastors in general in recent years, I've been seeing this happen I mean, more and more. You know what they say, like, if you say something and you get offended by it, maybe it is for you. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Elizabeth knows I'm blunt. I told her, I specifically told Cordana, I said, if you mention a name, I'm bleeping it out. <laughs> um, I'm blind. Like, I, I mean, if you, if you feel guilt, then baby, this is for you. My, my first, the first part of my deconstruction episode is going up before these. Um, and if you listened to those, you'll know I can be blunt. Oh. Um... <laughs> can't wait but like i said at the beginning of that if if you're easily offended if you feel like this is not for you then don't listen to this you know if you don't mm -hmm. want to be uncomfortable this is not these are not the episodes for you you can go check out yeah. my my vegetarian episode <laughs> that's a little more safe <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah yep Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so... No, yeah, but yeah. Um, the church, overall, I think the church should be more accountable. And I, I, this has something to do with purity culture as somebody who has grown up in the church and has a female mm -hmm. body. Um, mm -hmm. I was taught from a very young age. You dress a certain way so you can be modest. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with modesty. You want to be modest? Go ahead. Go for it. Good for you. But I was taught to be modest for the wrong reasons sometimes. I was taught mm -hmm. from a very young age that you wear skirts below the knee so that when mm -hmm. you sit and cross your legs, you don't give the man across the church a free show. Yep. That is the wrong mindset. The problem yeah. is not the eight-year-old sitting in church crossing her legs just to sit comfortably in church and listen to the pastor the problem is the man ogling the child Ooh. you better mic drop it because <laughs> that was bad this is what i'm talking about accountability and purity culture purity culture teaches that yeah men are the head of the household whatever and you know you should be pure and that's that's great but beyond the sex part it's you need to teach not just young children to be modest, but you need to hold adults accountable for why the children should be dressing modest. I mean, even adult on adult, like, yeah, I should be comfortable wearing a skirt mm -hmm. without thinking, oh, the guy across the pew is looking at me because I'm quote-unquote giving him a free show right. another thing if my shoulder is out mm. i'm sorry if he gets a hard one because of my shoulder he needs some counseling that's but yeah that's between him and the lord because that's yeah that's the issue it's not just like if if i'm wearing a bathing suit and you have an mm -hmm. issue with that i shouldn't have to cover up my entire body just so you're comfortable. 
Correct. If I'm yes, I think there should be a balance. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is. A, I'm not gonna. Go I'm not around gonna go walking. walk around naked though. <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say that. I'm not gonna go walking around naked. That's asking for the attention. That's dragging it. But if I'm, if it's a hot summer's day, and I don't want to wear jeans, I want to wear a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and my legs are giving you a show. Mm. then maybe you need to change your rhetoric maybe you need to change your ideologies or change your maybe you need to talk to a therapist but i'm just saying therapy is great yeah period also the whole skirt thing was not just when i was a kid this was happening even up to a couple years ago at camp not even a couple of years ago that was like what two two summers two yeah two years ago and camp is, I don't, if you know me in my personal life, camp is a safe space for me. And to have yeah. someone come up to me and say they saw up your skirt and they said, you need to fix this. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that man was in his 60s. And at the time, I was barely yep. 18. That yep. is not my issue if I adjusted the way I was sitting. Also, it came to the point where it actually wasn't me. <laughs> but I was approached anyway because they assumed it was me. The accountability needs to go up in the church because oh yeah, it, it's it's not okay. It's to a point where uh, I've known certain women to not even feel safe in a church anymore. Yeah. So it's anyway. Getting back to <laughs> we went down a really long rabbit trail there. Um, I mean, I feel like accountability does have to do with purity culture. I don't mm-hmm. think all of purity culture has to do with sex. I think a lot of it has to do with women in church. I think they're so harsh when it when it comes to, oh, you have to be pure. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your thoughts have to be men's thoughts. When you tell me I have to wear a skirt, I can't wear a skirt above my knee because it's a free show. How is that? telling me anything that's good beneficial you're telling me that men are dogs men are trash right. that's literally what you're telling me right you're telling me but that that's my a- my body is a stumbling block for a man in the church yeah how the hell is that supposed to make me feel first of all because mm-hmm. god gave me this gift of my body literally god made everyone in his image right you're preaching that to me while still scrutinizing that I have boobs, that right. I have legs, that I have butt. How does that make sense? It doesn't. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Obviously, me and Cordana have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, yeah. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep adding episodes. Um, Something you brought up, and we were looking through our notes right before um, we started doing this episode. I was my train of thought almost got derailed. Um, <laughs> right before this episode, we were looking through our notes, and you brought up the point: the church should be more open and understanding with people who didn't have a choice in losing their virginity. Yeah, I brought that up because. I don't know, like I said about the whole Bible story about um, the guy who got raped by his two daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think rape is 
have you ever heard a sermon about rape? No. And I've yeah, been going to church my entire life. Yeah, same. We grew up in the same fellowship, obviously, because she lived in Jersey. I live in New York. But... <laughs> Yeah. But, if you couldn't like, tell I, if you couldn't tell Cordana is very clearly from Brooklyn and I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn um but um yeah I've never heard a sermon about what God thinks of rape or because I'm pretty sure maybe I don't know maybe there is a verse talking that maybe I we could find it. I don't know, but I've never heard a sermon about. Oh well, maybe if you didn't have a choice, is that still sexual immorality? Were you still sexually immoral? And I don't want to speak this on anybody's name, but like I feel like sometimes pastors who have this purity culture ideology think like they were asking for it. I'm sorry, I don't want to. Could you repeat that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was looking. Up, I was looking up Bible verses to do with this. Oh my god! What did you I just was say? saying. I was yes. saying. Pastors who harp on purity culture ideology, I feel like they don't talk about rape because they still find that sexually immoral. Because maybe they think whoever did get raped asked for it. Okay, that's an interesting angle. I never thought about that. Or Not maybe ask for it. Or maybe the pastor themselves did something. And yeah. they have a guilty conscience. Again, accountability. <laughs> accountability. But yeah, I maybe that's the thought process because I know not even Christians, like every every male, some males, most males say, Oh, she was asking for it because of what she was wearing. Mm. Or I'm not even going to discount women raping men because that's a thing too. Yeah. So like it's not it's, that's that's something we need or we need to normalize. It's not just men that rape women, it's women who rape men as well. Men. People Literally. who just rape people. Yeah. And so I don't think that's ever taken into account in the church. I've never heard a sermon. I've never heard what their belief is for the victim are they sexually immoral or oh they're still pure because this is literally not what they wanted they lost it they never had the opportunity to do what they wanted to do right with it. maybe they were saving themselves for marriage and suddenly yeah. that's taken away from them yeah and there's nothing i mean you can in words like reclaim your virginity that's completely fine i have no issues with that but they can't get that physical thing back from them no and honestly like i think like talking just about sex in general like i think why it's quote-unquote so holy and it's such a gift is because you're literally physically losing something like Mm -hmm. there's a blood exchange like legit yeah and so, like, when you are raped, when you when that is taken away from you, like, you just lose that. You can't have that experience ever again. Nope. And nine times out of ten, the girl or the guy or the victim is going mm-hmm. to be blamed for it. 
Oh, yeah. Because... And that's why I ask, do they view it as a sin? Because is it their fault that this happened? Mm. It, well, some people will take it, some extreme Christians will take that and, and run with it and be like, well, they, not only, not they were asking for it, but they mm-hmm. must have done something to make God angry. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing. I don't oh, believe that's how that works. That's karma or something. I don't. like i don't i was i was having this conversation yesterday with somebody and i was like well one thing i will question god about when whenever i die or whenever he decides to come up to the party um (laughs) when he pulls up to the party when god um, joins the facetime (laughs) social distancing yes because of the panoramic (laughs) we're in the middle of a panda express (laughs) no copyright sorry (laughs) But, like, one of my questions is because, well, this has nothing to do with what I'm saying. I'm going to just jump in to this buddy hole. Like, what happened, like, with the five Asian women and the guy who killed them? Or we could, let's talk about, like, way back in the day, slavery. Right. In my mind, that is something so immoral. Mm-hmm. So why, when God knows everything, He's the knower of everything. He has planned the entire future until the earth ends. Why mm-hmm. would He allow something so immoral? Right. I have no idea. If He knows, like two steps ahead, not even two, He knows a thousand steps ahead. I mean, at, at least what I was raised with believing is that goes back to this like the the sin the sin right okay and because we live because we live in a a fallen world why he would allow it to get that far i'm not sure but Um, i think that i think that ideology of like we are such bad sinners that it has to be taken this far i don't believe that because mm -hmm. why would he if he okay if he knew that and if he knew we were gonna sin so hard why didn't he just strike at him and eat down like why did he even send his son here right so like i'm not i'm not saying god is doing something wrong it's all in his plan he has every he he has his reasons hello he made me he has his reasons i just don't know what the reasons are right or yeah i think i have an issue with people really pushing the we are the sinners kind of thing i have an issue with with people pushing that because like yeah sure we live in a fallen world but i don't think god wants us to be bogged down with this idea of constant we are sinners there's no redemption for us in person we can't we can only do so much which yeah you can only do so much on anything yeah um but i don't like living with a guilt of hey i was born into a sinful world okay by the way you can't make yourself better only god can which is great that's great i'm glad i don't have to be the savior of the world yeah <laughs> that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> that's that's Wait. a lot i don't want to deal with but at the same time i don't want it i i deserve love i am worth mm-hmm. more than just being a low down dirty sinner yeah i am more than that 
And God yeah. knows I'm more than that. God loves everyone and he doesn't I don't I don't think God wants anyone to be bogged down constantly with the sin issue in their life. No, I don't think so either. Because there's literally verses in the Bible where he's just like, if you confess to me, I'll forgive you of all your sins. Literally right. talk to him. Have a conversation right. with him. Right. Be like, hey, I did this and I feel bad and I know it was wrong of me to do. Da -da 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 -da. Please forgive me. And that you're, you're Boom, finito. Forgiven. You're, you're, exactly. Yeah, bam. Like, and I, I think, and this is to anyone listening to the podcast if you have been raped or if you have been sexually mm -hmm. abused and you are carrying guilt with you on that there's no need to feel, feel guilty exactly. um, god doesn't want you to feel guilty about that no god wants you to feel love and he wants to work through people in your life to help you feel loved you are right. not alone mm -hmm. um and you are a wonderful creation. And I think that needs to be pushed more in church. Heck yeah. I don't believe in a God that just wants to punish you for something that's out of your control. Um, this yeah. is just my personal opinion. I think God wants you to be happy. And he doesn't want you to just constantly worry about that. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, yeah mic drop honestly mic drop on that I whole conversation yeah. and if uh, if someone in power of your church if you go to church or if you're watching someone in power that is in a church that is telling you you need to feel guilty then they are that is not of god i don't believe right. that's of god right that is not of god right at all and also another thing is if you are attending a church and you have been abused by a person in that church, but you mm -hmm. cannot leave. Feel free to talk to us. I yeah. mean, talk to me, but you can also reach out to Cordana, I'm sure. Um, Drop my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Instagram? I don't know. Cordana underscore banana. Right. Cordana underscore banana. Reach out to her. Um <laughs> But you can reach out to me. I, I, you have an entire support system. And it's yeah. it, it can be hard to be silent on issues when you know something is happening and you can't do anything about that. But you are not alone and you are a wonderful creation made in the image of God. And mm -hmm. just because something was taken away from you, your virginity or what whatever, just because that was taken away from you doesn't make you any less worthy of God's love mic drop that was great thank you <laughs> my mom literally called me in the middle of what you were saying <laughs> great hi cordana's mom love her she's probably like dinner's ready okay anyway <laughs> but yeah that's basically why i put that point in there because i think it's super important and it should be talked about more right and this is this is what I wanted to do with this podcast. I wanted to be able to talk about harder topics like this. Yeah. And just have a space that's that's safe for people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That was that was deep. That was, that was deep. hefty. Um a little out of breath. <laughs> Me too. 
<laughs> I need my asthma pump. <laughs> ASAP, no Rocky. <laughs> I gotta take a sip of water. Okay. Hydrate, guys. Yes! I don't right. know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say something about water, but I forgot. God walked on it. Jesus walked on it. <laughs> Yeshua. Yeah. Side note, I've been instead of just saying God mm-hmm. because we live in a world where there's so many different cultures and so many different religions, instead of just saying God and expecting people to know what I'm talking about, I've been saying biblical mm-hmm. God or I've been calling the biblical God Elohim or one of those names mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's it's more specific. I feel like it's it's more personal to the divine mm-hmm. being that is God. The biblical God. I like that. I like that. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hydrate, guys. Hydrate. <clears throat> Water break. Water break. <sighs> Did we kind of already talk about the next top the next point in the topic? I don't think so. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's improve the sex talk in youth groups. Oof. Let's do that. Wow. This is rough. Right. Right. (laughs) Because the people I'm talking about when it comes to purity culture that it's been harshed upon is definitely the youth, the teenagers, Mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, in this generation... It gets even worse because the youth pastor is in our... I don't know if this makes sense, but he's not much older than we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like the youth maybe pastor two. is A lot of youth pastors are still a youth themselves, so... Literally. And what would help would be, like, telling us their struggles and what they do in order to help them. Not even help them. Or, like ways they cope with their struggling they act like they have no struggle right a lot of i don't know if you realize this and i'm talking to the church not you cordana to, <laughs> i am the church i know. am the church um i just got distracted because the song we are the world popped in my head <laughs> To the church yeah, specifically, a lot of young people are not looking for perfect people to follow. Oh, no. We very strongly recognize in this day and age that no one is perfect. The youth leader is not perfect. The pastor is not perfect. We understand you have struggles. We want to hear those so we know that we're not alone in what we're thinking. Yeah. I think like once in a while when they feel like the Holy Spirit is calling them to say their struggle, they do it. That's like once every five months Mm. yeah (laughs) once a year every summer youth retreat they just get a push and they're like i'm gonna confess my sin for once in this blue moon right i remember i'm not gonna say names because she's gonna beat me up but there was this one time that it was a youth conference and the youth pastor was like oh like i struggled with porn and etc and i was like okay well i'm not gonna act like i thought you weren't struggling with that because one you're a dude two your your personality is you, you 
<sighs> anyway, so I was just, first of all, I was just like, okay, well, this makes sense. And I'm sorry that you're struggling with this, but also like, where were you at when all these young people are looking up to you having the same struggles and you act like you don't have those struggles until right. this one night at, in summer, you're right. like, oh guys, I have to confess. Where were you? And at? it's it's not something. Uh, this isn't a confession you should be ashamed to make. No, it should just be like, "Hey guys, I was struggling with this." Or if you are struggling with it, be like, "Reach out and be like, hey guys, I am struggling with this. Could you pray for me?'" Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's remove the shame from the issue. Yeah. I think shame is really crippling, though. And I get it because I, I'm shameful of certain things. Like, yes, I say I'm blunt, but when it comes to certain things, I would not like that to be news to anyone. I don't want people to know about that thing. However, would it help me in fellowship with other people? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And like Elizabeth was saying earlier, that's why we're such good friends, because we literally talk and air everything out. Oh, yeah. There's not a single thing. I don't... I, th- I think there may be, like, a, maybe a couple minor details of my life that I haven't told Cordana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're and just an here. open book to each other. And I think that's how the ch- church, the youth leaders, should be to their youth group. Yes, keep some things in your, your personal life that I don't want to know about. Like, for Absolutely. example, I don't want to know the last time you peed. I don't want to know the last time you pooped. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. you to say that. I was expecting you to be like, I don't want to know the last time you had sex, but it was it was well, well actually like I mean, but that's the whole thing of if you're really struggling with lust, I would like to know that. Not because, mm. oh, I'm gonna spread this rumor that you're <laughs> lustful. No. I'm going to go tell everyone in the fellowship how you've been struggling with your lust. I hope you like me now. Look, I'm not even going to start on that because you already know the situation that happened to me. Right, right, right. So, (laughs) we're not going to talk about it. Anyway. But I'm just saying. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm not asking for my personal gain i'm asking for my personal growth you can help me grow this is the point of a fellowship boom that was a mic drop that was a a mic drop i'm not asking for my personal gain i'm asking for my personal growth yo put that on a t-shirt you're gonna that's gonna be my first merch it's gonna be a quote (laughs) from you I feel like I have so many quotes. Remember, wait, backtrack. Remember that quote I had? Wait, I don't remember. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. It was so good. Oh, wait, I was like, this is my, this is, wait. Oh my gosh, I have so many. <laughs> struggling, so many, guys. Give us a second. I have so many good quotes. Remember that quote? Oh, I was like, this is what Jesus died for. Something like that. Oh, right. Oh. 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 I don't remember what you said, but yeah, I remember no, no. it was yeah, good. Yeah, anyway, if it. if we think about it, I'll put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's not for my personal gains, for my personal growth. Like, I'm trying... This is literally what fellowship is about. This is what the mm-hmm. church is about. Also, and, yeah. if... 
I'm, I want to have an episode about the rhetoric in the church and maybe I'll make that part of the deconstruction series that I'm going to do, um, quote unquote. Yes. Um, but if the word fellowship makes you think of bad things, think of it as like a church community instead. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's a word that's been sticking out to me recently, community. Um, mm-hmm. You can't do life by yourself. And yeah. you need people who are going to support your faith, even if there are differences in the way we believe and and the way we think about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You need that sense of community to help you yeah. along your, your walk of faith and your journey in, just in life. Yeah. I was saying this to someone, like, I when I think of this fellowship, I think of a cult, which is terrible. It's No, it's terrible, and I shouldn't have that on my mind, but whenever I step into one of the churches or I think of that, I think, oh, it's like a cult. Right. And sometimes I look at it from an outsider's perspective. My biggest thing recently has been putting myself in the in the shoes of somebody else. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll walk into a church in the fellowship and I'm like, wow, this seems weird. Yeah, it's creepy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I completely get that. Yeah. And it sucks but. because I, I think I think it's kind of sucks because there are so many great people in the church and we're not, I want to say that we're not devaluating that. Um, I've cultivated some really great relationships in this fellowship of churches and from camp the met gala um (laughs) that that's a reference to the first episode so go watch go listen to that um yeah go listen (laughs) no i'm not i'm not devaluating um the impact that the fellowship of churches has had on my life um but i am saying that sometimes we do stuff that's a little weird (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's it's not great looking. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a discussion for anyway, another day. So... Anyway, child. Anyways, um, anyway. right, right, right. This was a point that I had for the first episode, and I never got to it. Oh. <laughs> going back to like what constitutes as sexual immorality like I know what you're going to say I'm I'm just going to put this in all one umbrella I'm talking about oral masturbation etc like what's the tea like <laughs> what's the tea like, what's, what's the tea with that is it yeah. Does it constitute as sexual immorality? Yeah. That's your question, right? That is my question. And I don't really think I'm going to get an answer because every time I ask, like, well, nobody really knows. You're not going to get an answer from me because I definitely don't know. Um, I f- what I have gathered from my biblical research um, is that if you're – if an impure thought – is leading you somewhere that's not holy mm-hmm. that I feel like that could constitute as sexual immorality. Um, okay. But for like again like 
sex in marriage. That's a completely different thing because you are committed to somebody. And I feel like oral sex isn't a big deal in marriage. Yeah, no. Outside of marriage, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I was just gonna say I feel like the church's overall answer is that it's it's bad. Don't do it. Because I mean, yeah. even, like some churches even go as far as like if you hold hands, unholy. You know, that's insane. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Like the whole six inch rule. Like, oh <sighs> my gosh, I'm not even gonna get. That's another topic. Ooh. That could be another episode. <laughs> That's another no, episode. I think that has to do with purity culture as well. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Like, I'm sorry. If my knee touches the male, I'm not going to be impregnated. And if that's and the I'm, case, put me not. in a damn bubble. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and if... if somebody does get excited for me just slight touching them i'm not going to be held responsible if my yeah no. touching your shoulder excites you in a sexual way that's not on me i'm sorry i'm not taking responsibility for that i wash my hands yeah. of it. <laughs> it's covid it's a pandemic it's a pa- we're in the middle of a panoramic a panda express copyright period wash your hands of it i'm gonna wash my hands of it and then i'm gonna go bathe in sanitizer (laughs) but yeah honestly like i get it like if you guys are a couple and this is a christian camp like you don't want pda everywhere understandable does it still happen hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh absolutely absolutely the six central has not stopped people from kissing yeah, I'm gonna just keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any thoughts on this. I was gonna say at the same time, and then my thought process just stopped. I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to say. <sighs> yeah, but that's Listen, it. At the end of the day, this is my thought. Okay. If you're in a long-term committed relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. You do you. You have an understanding. It's between you, God, and the other person. Not you, God, the Correct. church, and the other person. This is not a square. It's a triangle. Correct. Correct. It's a triangle, right? Mm-hmm. If you're out there just hoeing around, though, uh, maybe don't. Especially with Yeah, STDs. that's another point. That's another point of, like, I believe that sex is natural and it is your choice to do what you want to do you can have your beliefs i have my beliefs Mm. but when you're just hoeing around and just giving that up just because of the obsession of it or you just want to do it to do it like that's when to me it becomes a problem when like we said in the first episode when it becomes the obsession that's where the issues start to lie yeah because i do believe there is importance of having sex with someone that you love that is important 
like if you if i if you're like walking and all of a sudden you're like oh like i'm in the mood to have sex grab the first guy you see or girl you see Hmm. (sighs) that being said i wanted to say something that might be a little political for you guys but you should respect sex workers because a lot of times they have no other Mm. way to turn society pushes them into that I, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna... talking about, like, women who work. I'm not talking no, about No, but I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> Do it. And I'm going to use a musical as an example. You're going to hate me for this. Oh. Go ahead. In Les Mis, Fontaine loses her job because <laughs> she has to stop. Don't laugh at me. Fontaine loses her job. No, France okay. at this time is very religious, right? But she loses her job because she has a kid outside of marriage. And society punishes her and forces her to become a prostitute. Just because she had a kid outside of marriage and the father left, that's not a completely on her. And mm-hmm. you need to, I think, the church needs to realize that sh- they're still a human. And that they still yeah. need to be respected. Because yeah. a lot of times they have nowhere else to get a job. Yeah. That's my point. Anyway, the end Anyways, of this episode uh, is just a mess. We're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we covered a lot. We did. The Both of these episodes, the first one was 45 minutes. We're up to almost 55 on this one. Holy so, moly. We really... Well... We, <laughs> if you guys want yeah. a third episode... Let us oh know. my! <laughs> Period. No tampon. I do want to do an episode about paranormal activity stuff. Right, right. She wants to do a, <laughs> an episode about paranormal activity stuff and like ghosts. So if you guys want to hop on that bandwagon, let us know. Um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's getting spooky in here. Right. Spooky ooky. I hated that. I'm so sorry. I hated that too. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, okay. Wow this this these episodes have been great. I've thoroughly enjoyed yeah, talking they have. through this. This is literally okay. just me and Cordana's friendship. We just recorded it and had notes. Yeah. To, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Cordana, for being on the podcast. I really of appreciate course. you. Anytime. Appreciate you too. Um and and guys, uh, go listen to the first episode if you didn't already. Um, if you want a third of us rambling about this, let us know. Um, follow yes. where they where can they follow you, Cordana? Cordana underscore banana on Instagram. You are and vibes. I would give out I would give out my number, but like. Mm, we're not gonna i'm gonna bleep it out (laughs) (laughs) but that's the perfect place you can hit me up on because that's the only social media i have right now right she's uh she's taking a social media break which is very commendable good for you yes get it girl right so you can follow her on instagram at cordana underscore banana um follow at let's have a chinwag and why not let's uh let's throw my uh instagram handle out there my Instagram yes, handle is it. my Instagram handle is not as easy to remember as hers. Um, my Instagram handle is at ebitchmebit. 
A lot of people say ebitch mebit. I'm going on the record. It's ebitch mebit. Put some respect on my Instagram. Period. <laughs> right. So ebitch mebit, for those of you who don't know how to spell it, it's E B I T S C H M E B I T. Ebitch mebit. There you go. That's it. That's all she wrote. Okay. Thanks for listening to the podcast yeah. episode. Until the next one. Bye. Bye.